0: Everyone reads Cosmo. Everyone looks at other girls all the time. But you only assume
1: that they're thinking what you're thinking when they look. But they're not.
0: I'm a homosexual! I'm a homosexual! I'm a homosexual! Congratulations, Megan. queer horror cult. It's a
1: brand new podcast where we're going to discuss horror genre and cult media from a queer perspective.
0: So nice of you to join us. You did it. We, we did it. fucking <laughs> made it. Oh I feel like we can just pack it in now. Woo lads. Yeah so what is this? What is this podcast we're doing?
1: Well I think um you know we thought that we should start one in the first place because we just love horror and we love talking so much and listening to ourselves talk about it. We're like, why not share this gift of ours with the world?
0: It's true. It's reached a point that when you're at work, I've taken to talking to my cats about genre film and they hate me for it. Um, so I guess maybe a little bit about us. I'm Arya. And I'm Laurie.
1: And together we...
0: We started a film production company. That yeah. specializes in genre film. Mm-hmm. And so, given that doing that out of our pocket is a bit of a fool's errand, we figure <laughs> maybe a podcast will be a good way to get the the good name out there, or at the very least, get people to listen to the the bullshit we spew. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, our background... Yeah.
1: Well, both of us come from, you know, we went to university at their one point for our undergrad, so we both have a little bit of the, um, I guess, academic background going into it with... right. You know, dabbling here and there in sort of some interdisciplinary fields. We have a bit of like film studies going in, a bit of like gender studies, um, cultural studies, so on and so forth. So we have k- kind of you know theories and ideas from kind of a whole bunch of different cookie jars that yeah, we pick and choose from.
0: <laughs> multidisciplined. Yes, interdisciplinary. Um, Which is a fancy way just to say that uh, we couldn't make up our minds.
1: Yeah, just just, an amalgamation of a whole bunch of shit from different places and just, like, stick it together, see if it works.
0: So I guess at times we will be talking from that academic background, applying some of that theory Mm. to the things we discuss. but ultimately we are really coming at this as genuine fans and lovers of all things horror.
1: Exactly.
0: we feel that there's so many rich veins to celebrate that there's no sort of one way to approach how Mm -hmm. we dissect and talk about these movies, like, as fans, as film critics, as theorists, as whatever you want to call it. And as you guessed from the title of this podcast, we are coming at it from a queer perspective, which is something that's more popular than I initially thought, given that so many of my horror-loving friends are exceedingly queer, Mm -hmm. and so many of my queer friends love horror. Definitely. It's uh, interesting how that kind of lined up
1: yeah
0: so as we continue i guess you'll probably get to know more about us through our discussions if you stay tuned in but ultimately we just want to be a part of and help foster the horror community and we think that that's a community for everyone exactly and so that is ultimately the goal of this podcast but yeah we hope to have fun and uh
1: we plan to have fun yeah
0: we're gonna have fun Mm -hmm. maybe you guys will have fun too we
1: would like that
0: so join us. So why horror?
1: Like what got me started? And, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of the horror I watched as a kid was with TV shows, not really movies.
0: Okay. Was that, like, an access thing, or...?
1: I think so, yeah, a bit of a bit of that. Like, I remember, um... Like, I think I saw Beetlejuice at some point as a kid and stuff, but I remember, you know, wanting to go see certain movies that had come out in the theaters, but, you know, only being eight or nine, and my parents not wanting to take me because they were convinced it would give me nightmares or something. So, oh, of course. Yeah, so whereas the stuff was on TV, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Okay. Um... Like, I, as soon as I learned how to read, I was reading Goosebumps books, so... the um,
0: classics. Yeah, so
1: I, I would watch that on TV when it came on, you know, back when Blockbuster still existed, we'd go and rent a couple if I was having sleepovers with friends. Um, I was also big into Scooby-Doo, which is more sort of, like, intro, like, horror-adjacent at, at most, I guess, but Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, that one actually scared me when I was a kid, because, I mean, this movie came out, like... In the 90s, so I'm sorry if I'm spoiling it for anybody, but the zombies are real, which was like, what? Like, it's not, it's not some guy in a mask who's just trying to get some money. They're real zombies. Are you sure this is a Scooby-Doo? Yeah, real monsters. A lot of the movies, I guess, tend more towards real monsters as opposed, or at least the early ones. I don't know. Um, what else?
0: So, so what really scared you about it?
1: Um, (laughs) I remember (laughs) the scariest part, like the part I had to like sometimes look away was... There was specific, specifically a point where I think the first time Scooby and Shaggy probably encounter the zombies, there was one of them and it just sort of did a close up on his face and just the stretchiness of the skin while he, like, I just remember thinking like, oh, that is so gross. Like, so
0: it like a body horror kind yeah, of Yeah, kind
1: of. It was, it's fun. And looking back, I'm like, that's such an oddly specific...
0: Hanna-Barbera body horror.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what I remember. Like, that that was the the part that kind of got the most visceral reaction from me that that I had to look away for. But I guess right. also, yeah, the idea that, like, holy shit, this what if this is real? And yeah. so there's actually like this, you know, magic thing going on, or...
0: It can't just be chalked up to some dude who wants to, like, burn down his amusement park for insurance Exactly,
1: or yeah. There's none of that there. It was actually a trick to try and... And yeah, all these bodies were tourists that had been tricked to come to the island and then had their souls sucked and their lives force sucked out, so... Freaky yeah. stuff. I yeah. remember
0: you uh, got me to watch it uh, <laughs> a couple years ago when I was all laid out. That's right. <laughs> um, that was a uh, yeah. That I could see why why you responded to that. Yeah, especially sure. as a little it's very kid, entertaining.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It's good fun. Uh, oh yeah, and then of course, I'm surprised I didn't mention this first. I love the Addams Family.
0: Of course, the yeah. Addams I had to watch family.
1: it every all the time it was on. I remember it blew my mind the first time um, on the. I was it was the weekend because so I was used to watching it on weeknights. And uh my parents they they pulled it they brought it up on TV and they said, "Hey, look, it's like it's the old Adams family it's in black and white and I was like, "What like this has been around for how long so yeah i I remember thinking that was pre- that was pretty cool so there was like two adams which Adams
0: family were you used to um there
1: was a there was a TV show okay that was more contemporary at the time. I'm trying to remember
0: okay because I know the uh black and white hmm one. And then I also know that there were contemporary movies.
1: Yeah. There was like Adam's family values and yeah. Yeah. Those kind of ones. Now there, there was, I remember there okay. being a TV show that I, I'm going to have to look that up after. So yeah. I'm curious now. And I, I can't remember if it, because I, I would have been in, you know, grade one, grade two. So a while ago, but I can't remember if it was airing like as the new episodes aired or if it was reruns. I, I don't remember what was going on. I think it came on often enough that it was probably at least a very recent show. Okay, but yeah, you know, loved Wednesday Addams. To- you know, Any time my friends who also liked the show, we'd be at the playground at recess and like, oh, let's play Addams Family, and then spend the whole time fighting over who got to be Wednesday. Right. So, <laughs> didn't get very far with that.
0: Everyone wants to be Wednesday. Totally.
1: Being that, yeah, she's she's pretty cool.
0: Oh, I I, I get it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, um, yeah, there were like a, there was a few and like horror anthology TV shows, like cartoons. You get right. kids too. There was one, I had to look it up to make sure, it's called Freaky Stories, and it is indeed Canadian, so I guess
0: a... it happened to a friend, if a friend, friend of, of mine, mine yeah. with like Larry the
1: Cockroach and Maurice the Maggot, or... I
0: remember that they'd always marathon that with a bunch of shows on YTV, like in the zone, oh yeah, uh, I couldn't remember if it was their...
1: Teletoon or if it was YTV, YTV, but... they'd okay. have
0: their Halloween marathons, yeah. where it was just stuff like Freaky Stories, yeah, and I remember staying up a
1: little, little later to watch that, Are You Afraid of the Dark, that's one, mm-hmm. um, I didn't, I watched it when it came on, but I didn't see it come on very much. Okay,
0: well, I'll make sure to get into it
1: later then. Sweet. Okay. But yeah, there was uh, yeah, Freaky Stories, which was... I, there was some weird shit on that show, I remember, and just being kind of fascinated with it. Um, Tales from the Crypt Keeper.
0: Of course. Yeah, the
1: kid's version. So I remember the first time I, I saw... Um, I think we had Showcase or sh- something, and seeing Tales from the Crypt one night when I was up late, and I was like, oh, sweet, this must be like the same kind of show. I changed the channel, and there's just, like, a topless woman, and I was like, <gasps> and had to change it back, because I was totally scandalized, so I guess that oh. that's one of those, like, this isn't a kid's show
0: That's, that's so funny, because um, when it was airing on Space Channel, we used to tape it, and mm-hmm. uh, so I was always watching, it. my mom likes horror, like, she's mm. one that we're always recommending things to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, she decided to sit down and watch one with me, an episode I'd never seen, and Uh-oh. it was, like if the camera dropped, like, half a foot, you would have seen the dude's balls. It was, like, that <laughs> level of just shy of hardcore fucking. Ooh. And uh, that was, oh, I have many stories about awkward viewings. Isn't that
1: the worst? It always seems to happen, to The one time your parents, when you're a kid, are like, hey, I'm going to either come in the room while you're watching this or I'm going to watch it with you, and then that's the one time that you get the, like, the nudity or the... Yep. Like, the something that just makes you go, oh my god, like, just so mortified and worried yes. that they're not going to let you watch it anymore.
0: It'd be, like, just hanging out, being like, yeah, I totally love The Secret World of Alex Mack. Ooh, here's the one where the principal gets his foreskin stuck in a mousetrap, <laughs> or something like that. Ugh,
1: no, yeah, I... That was a
0: terrible example, and I
1: apologize. <laughs> it's real freaky. It happened to a friend of a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then There was was one more example that I thought... um, From youth? Yes, yeah, yeah, another TV sort of anthology show. It was Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids, which Mm. I I looked up before this, and I thought it was like grizzly, like G-R-I-S-L-Y. I I was mistaken. It is grizzly, like grizzly bear.
0: So is it like a bunch of bears hang out and tell little campfire stories to cubs?
1: Unfortunately, no. I think Uh. it was a a British show, and I I don't know if uh, in the early 00s if... um, Bears were that prominent, maybe to be on to I, hosting a kids show.
0: At hosting kids show, to, to be fair, I don't think they're that prominent at hosting kids shows today. Fair
1: enough, yeah, that's but, true.
0: Yeah, the bears. At, you see some bear aesthetic snuck eternal. in, yeah.
1: I know heterosexual it's... bear aesthetic, which is more just copping from bears. No, this is a definite sidebar, but I know my intro
0: to bears was from a Kids in the Hall skit, and that would have been early (laughs) 90s, so.
1: Yeah, okay, there you go.
0: Yeah, it was How to Survive a Bear Attack. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get back to Grizzly Tales.
1: Yeah, I, I don't remember much about that one, just that, you know, the name, the name says it all. It's a, another one of those just like, I don't know if it would have been urban myths, kind of like Freaky Story was, or what, but just aimed at kids, introducing them to horror, and some, like, weird shit that would, you know, whatever they made the stories off of.
0: Cool. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to keep going. No, I,
1: I, I, was, I was like, I can't think of any example. Like, I can think of the odd one from Freaky Stories about, like, like the only one I can think of was this guy... <laughs> loved i think he really liked eating beans or something <laughs> and his family and he would fart all the time as a result and so his family is like okay man like you gotta stop this we will buy you that dirt bike you want but you gotta stop eating beans and he was like okay and then yeah the story is he he goes to some event or something with his family and he's bean free but then he comes across he, like, there's some at the buffet or whatever, and he cannot resist, and it ends with him just, like, stinking up the place or something. So, like, that should tell you, like, you know, what okay. the fuck Canadian content. I like... always
0: thought that was a little more, uh, urban legend-based, like, the classics, because the only episode I can think of was the one where, um, they, uh, the, the guy finds... The, the little dog, like the sick, sad dog on the street and adopts mm. it, and then finds out it's like a gigantic rat,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. And then there was um I, I do remember one other one. It was like these people move into a house, and um they it's this couple, and they find all these barrels of wine in the basement. And they try them out and they're like, oh, this wine is really good. And so throughout all the years of living in this house, they have, they drink some on their anniversary, some on their, you know, all these different events and all these years go by. And finally they, um, they drink like the last barrel is empty. And so they, they like, they're like, okay, let's break it open and see if there's any hint of like who made this or rest, like anything. And they open it up. And there's the ghost of a seasick sailor inside. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say there was like a
0: corpse inside, but no, this wine's really good because it's haunted.
1: But also because it's kind of hinted that maybe the wine was the ghost barfing. Like, <laughs> oh, that, that, that was my takeaway from it. Okay. Which is so... Ugh.
0: That is a <laughs> takeaway for sure. Yeah. So... Oh, jeez. Well, if we're talking youth mm. and introductions to horror, um, yes. I should cop to the fact that I was such a scaredy cat growing (laughs) up. I was so chicken shit. Everything scared me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a wonder that I love horror as much as I do. Um, But I think the big one I can think that set me on my way was uh, Jurassic Park came out. Mm. uh, The first one in theaters. And I, being like a five or six year old kid, yeah, about six years old, was obsessed with dinosaurs. Of course. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So, Jurassic Park was like my dream movie. Um, Yeah,
1: a a family movie about dinosaurs. Family movie about
0: dinosaurs. (laughs) Um, But it was, uh, my mom wanted to uh, make sure that I could handle it because she knew that I would get scared easily. Mm -hmm. And so she sent my dad... To go see it oh. first.
1: Oh, and dads. he They're came judgmental.
0: back and he was like, it was fine. It was fine. It's like, <laughs> okay, cool. Like, you know, what? like rated PG. It's, um, it's fine. Yeah. So uh, we rock up to the theaters and I swear by the time the T-Rex is terrorizing them in the the car, I'm sitting there staring at my feet saying, <laughs> I shouldn't have come. I shouldn't have come. I shouldn't have come. Under my breath. And like... Ugh, but this says a lot about me in <laughs> that it was still became my favorite movie immediately. Of course. I had the poster. I was eagerly waiting for it to hit home video so I could watch it again. I had all the toys and like, it's this movie that was the most traumatizing <laughs> thing i immediately like, <laughs> seen to yeah. that point. Um, well, no, The Library Ghost, the beginning of Ghostbusters, probably had me more. Oh, fair enough. That was another one. Ghostbusters, yeah, I, I love that movie, but I could not watch the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so Jurassic Park became one of my favorite movies, and uh, I was terrified mm-hmm. of it. Uh, and that turned into when I was, uh, that would have been in the early 90s, mm-hmm. um, sort of the mid-90s is when I, mid to late 90s is when I started getting into horror a little more, but I was still sort of taboo and I was kept away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents really tried to do the whole, like, this movie's rated R, it's probably violent, you shouldn't watch it. We need kind to of shield
1: thing. your little eyes. Yeah, shield
0: my little eyes. <laughs> uh, my innocent little eyes. Yes. Um... But yeah, so uh, I remember The X-Files came out. Oh, of course. And right before we moved off to Australia in the mid-90s, we stopped over in California to visit family. And we're there overnight, and I just... uh, I can't sleep, and the TV's on, and The X-Files comes up. So Mm. I'm just so excited, and I sit there and watch The X-Files, and it's the one with the fluke man. Oh, no. And that (laughs) shot of him descending into the toilet... I was traumatized about using toilets for like the rest of that weekend because it was just like, no,
1: there's the fluke in there. He's, he's
0: going to bite my butt. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny actually, cause, uh, I remember how proud I was the first time I was able to watch an X-File I had never seen mm. and get through the whole thing without feeling freaked out by being in a basement. Aww. That was the one in the, uh, on death row where the guy, uh, gets the chair and then is coming back for revenge. Right. Okay. The Lisp. That's the one.
1: Yes. <laughs> actually speaking of the kids and stuff that sort of like, th- like as a kid that being afraid of watching this stuff, but sort of like still going back for more. Like I
0: need it. <laughs> I need
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do remember a couple of times probably introducing stuff earlier than I should have. Like I was watching a couple of kids and I put on monster house for them because I was like, right. that's a, you know, that's a kid. It's a fun one. Like there are some sort of scary moments, but it's not, it's not especially scary. And I, I love that movie. And, um, yeah, the one kid, he's like, His, like, little toddler sister, because I figured, like, you know, she's not really going to register what's going on, because she was not even really paying attention, but he, he was, I don't remember how old he was, five maybe, or something, and he's, like, hiding under the table watching it, (laughs) (laughs) and then his mom tells me, like, later on, she's like, yeah, he was like, we watched, we watched this Monster House movie, and I wasn't scared. (laughs) and she's like oh good yeah she's like oh good for you buddy like that's awesome (laughs) oh
0: that's great yeah although you know that you bring up that you do that i seem to remember a certain someone showing a five-year-old our movie i I did show him
1: the part where where the bad guy we blow him up
0: (laughs) explodes like there are intestines flying around and severed eyeballs and stuff
1: this is a kid though who like he anytime something scary comes up he's he's just like Whatever, it's not real. So I've watched Monster House with him. I've watched Coraline with him. So maybe him.
0: you should bring Army of Darkness over to show maybe. him. Maybe.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll see what his dad says.
0: Because they seemed pretty, uh, they laughed about gremlins.
1: They did, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because yeah, I remember seeing Army of Darkness and then going over to like Nanny the next day, and I was like, Dan, I saw this movie that you would, you would think it's hilarious, but it's, it's probably a bit too much for you. And then his dad was like, yeah, I think that's maybe a little much. Give it but. a
0: couple years. Yes. <laughs> oh, to have had that when I was a little kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how I would respond cause when I was five, if someone had like, you know, if Coraline existed at the time and someone's like, hey, let's watch this movie where this like freaky spider lady tries to convince a girl to sew buttons into her eyes and keep her soul forever. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <laughs> like I know, like I think even Neil Gaiman said about the book, he's like, yeah, like it's a kid's book, but it's not really a kid's book. <laughs> so
0: It's a not a kid's book under the guise of being a kid's yeah, book. Yeah, he's like,
1: "It's it's it's like... It's a kid's reading level and stuff, but it's not really for kids. <laughs> but I'm some like, kids that love it, so who knows?
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah. There's, yeah. everyone has a different levels that they're, start out, able to tolerate, I guess, and move up from there. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so I started watching stuff like that, started watching Buffy... Which, mm-hmm. Buffy was doable <laughs> by the time I came around to it. I would have been 10 when that started. Okay, But there's that one episode where the dude has the eyeballs that open up and shoot out, like, suction cups. And, <laughs> like, kill kids by eating their fear or something like that. Oh, okay. That one got me. Yeah, that one got I-, I could to see me that. Dead. Um but yeah, I started getting obsessed with all these like little horror things for absolutely no reason. Like I started getting really obsessed with aliens even though I'd never mm. like the alien movies, oh, okay. even though I'd never seen any of them. And then one day my parents let us uh, watch Aliens with their supervision of course, mm-hmm. thinking it's on TV, so it'll be cut it'll down. Be fine. It'll be all that blah blah blah. Yeah. But this was on TV in Australia where they didn't really give a shit. Like uh, okay, <laughs> really it was fine. Um
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen some I remember like, just, sorry, just off topic, but I remember um w- being in, like, junior high and being, like, really into, like, America's Next Top Model and right. stuff, and seeing Australia's Next Top Model come on, and we're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah, let's watch an international version, and just, like, topless, like, <laughs> topless photo shoots, and, my, you know, so my dad was like, oh, nice, girls, like, like, to, to me and my sisters being like, yeah, this is a quality program you guys are watching, and we were so embarrassed, like, <laughs> They don't do this in the American if one.
0: only they had known.
1: <laughs> yes. So this would have yeah, been okay, your so Australia like, still does not give a shit. It sounds like.
0: Uh, yeah, they definitely did. And we watched, they had one of those like banned from TV things and they just showed like fucking morgue footage. And so that was <laughs> uh, just on. Oh um,
1: dear.
0: Anyway, so, you know, it was probably the full movie or close More to it. More or less, it. yeah. Uh, scared the shit out of me, but I really, really loved it. Um, so I also had that, uh, it was this allure, like Mm -hmm. I hated being scared and yet
1: kept going back for more,
0: kept going back to the well. (laughs) And it reached a point where I was like, I think a lot of people seeking out that sort of thrill. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, the, the fear sort of was gone Yeah, because you know, that's how it goes. You inoculate yourself to it. Uh, but then in place of that, there's just this genuine, genuine love and affection for the genre. Mm-hmm.
1: And you see, like you said, you kept going back for no reason. And sorry, this, I'm sure this is just my, like, I'm training to be a psychologist coming out. Yes, but please. It, psychoanalyze yes. me. <laughs> but hearing, um, it, it sounded like there was sort of maybe a certain amount of like self mastery happening almost. Like when you mm-hmm. talked about the pride and like finally being able to sit through an episode, it was like, okay, how much can I endure because there's something about this that I like, and there's something really rewarding when I can make it through.
0: That's funny, because uh, that wouldn't have occurred. Yeah, to well, especially not as a kid, right? Yeah. But
1: yeah, no, just hearing that, and, and, and yeah, there's these sc- skills and listening listening for certain things, and what people say is kind of percolating in my mind, and so... Yeah, cool,
0: cool? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now that we've uh, sort of talked about the early childhood thing, mm-hmm. what about with your teen years, when horror mm-hmm. was more on the periphery, and maybe you could... You access it a access little easier yeah actually, you know had some content. babysitting money
1: to buy some movies and stuff yeah, yeah like um yeah um a big one for me was the ring oh yeah the ring. yeah ring. that i just i came across it and watched it and came a little bit obsessed like oh what a cool concept like this is crazy um the the american one of course yes yes because that's you know what i had access to at the time we I mean, um
0: because no, like as a what would you have been for because a four year old, <laughs> No, I was like, didn't see the I was like 12
1: one. or 13. Like, and I, I think I, I was, I want to say I was 13 when, um, The Ring 2 came out in theaters. So of course I had to go right in and see it. Oh,
0: okay. And,
1: um, it was great. My friend, cause I got my other, one of my friends really into it too. So we were going, we were so excited. My dad was dropping, or my, no, I think my parents were dropping us off. My dad went in with us to get the tickets and the, uh, Cashier, or whatever. It's like, okay, are, are one of these girls fourteen? And before either my friend and I could say anything, my dad goes, "No, they're 13. And she goes, "Okay, well, I'm sorry. Um, you're gonna need to accompany them into this movie." And he's like, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> so he got to, I think, sleep through it. But yeah, he should have just let me me talk. I could have lied and said I was fourteen. Like, you know, when I was turning twelve, or, like I had. But my gymnastics coach asked me if I was turning 16. So, like, I oh, like, could have easily been like, yeah, I'm 14. And they
0: don't really card. They, at well, especially at,
1: at that age, right? Like, cause what what oh. documentation are you going to have with you? <laughs> Which was
0: really weird when uh, we went and saw the new Halloween a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. on, on opening day. Uh, we got carded.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's funny because I, I remember when I was out of high school, my sister and I, we went to see a couple of movies, like, within a week. And we saw... I think we saw the girl with the dragon tattoo, like the American one, a bit after it had come out in theaters, and they didn't card us. It was rated R. And then a few days later, we go to a morning showing of um, Underworld Awakening. I want to say whatever that fourth one is, and they did card us, and we're like, "Oh, that's so funny! They didn't card us for the other, you know, the other one that we saw the other day." And the cashier was like, "We could have gotten in so much trouble for that." That's hilarious. But at 11 a.m. or whatever it is, yeah. it's like it's very important to make sure that at least one of you is 18. <laughs>
0: So. <laughs> but it's especially weird getting carded for an, uh, an R-rated movie or an 18A movie, given it's like I'm in my fucking 30s. So. Yeah, I was gonna say,
1: we, we don't, we look older than 18.
0: <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, this isn't some marginal thing
1: No, here. it's not like, you know, you're 18, but you look like you could be six. It's like, no, like my one of my sisters looks, she still gets, she gets carded a lot and people are like, oh, I thought you were like 16 or 17 and she's like, you know, 23 but yeah, no, I, I, I've never had that, so, so it, it, it was, it's a weird yeah. experience.
0: But yeah, so Ring Two.
1: Oh yeah, that one. Um, it wasn't as good, but you know, I still enjoyed it. I Had a couple lines that were.
0: I, I know, I saw it. Went to theaters. Don't remember it.
1: Yeah, but you watch it. I have it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah.
1: What was the other one? I had it in my mind. Oh, yeah, underworld which i already mentioned underworld oh, I of loved course. Underworld, yeah um which i think was definitely like underworld underworld awakening i saw it for the first time because i i only came on my radar because one of my favorite bands at the time had a song i think on the underworld awakening soundtrack and so i was like well i should like see these movies and then was just like in love with them
0: are you gonna name drop what band
1: lacuna coil
0: Oh, okay, okay. From Italy,
1: yeah. And so I, I went in, not realizing that, like, a lot of the times that sort of accompanying soundtrack doesn't mean that this song is in the movie. Oh, was this one of those, like... Like, maybe uh, it was in the credits. Music or... inspired by... Yeah, because it, it was a song that they already had out, but I was, like, wa- waiting for the whole movie being like, okay, when when's Elsie gonna start playing? And they never did. I noticed there was okay. a big
0: trend there. I don't know if they still do this, where movies would be, like, songs from and inspired, inspired by, by the hit motion picture. Totally.
1: And that that's probably what it, one of those things yeah. what it was, but and that is and that's also I think my um love of that series is a little bit of that r- revealing that sort of like I was definitely bisexual but didn't, you know, at, at like 13, 14 was like, "No, I I'm, I'm straight and these women in in like tight like leather, just they're neat. just neat." I just really like them for some reason. They're they're so cool. I was gonna
0: say was like, did they name Underworld Awakening after you (laughs) because of your experience? (laughs)
1: They must have. I think that was just before too, where I would have like used that word to describe myself. But yeah, there's there's so much about that where looking back, it's like, okay, yeah, I that fascination with that character. I didn't want to just be her. Like there there was a little more something there. There was a little
0: something, something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had mentioned TV before. How? Yeah. What was a uh, TV as far as like horror or dark programming? What were you into? Oh, at what wasn't time? I
1: into? Okay, so in I was finishing up grade six, I want to say, and that's really when all those CSI shows started, like kind of like boom happened. Right. And my Sorry, mom. So you're
0: finishing up what?
1: Grade six. So I was I was eleven, and my mom. Um, it's funny she she's not a horror fan. She. Which, which is funny because when she's younger, she she tells me all these stories like, you know, she she came in on me watching The Fog one time or and other things. And it's like, oh, yeah, I saw that in theaters. And like, I went on a date with so-and-so and we went to see The Fly. We went to see like Halloween.
0: be like, I'm secretly, and, I'm Deborah Hill the entire yeah, time. Yeah, right. like
1: So she's seen a whole bunch of the classic stuff. But, um, she, she says she can't really, she can't watch it now because she'll dream about it and she doesn't want to have nightmares, but she can watch all this true crime stuff. So I guess that's okay. how she gets her thrill. So, so. when
0: it's <laughs> fictional, when it's not a thing that's <laughs> yeah, when it's real, fi- yeah, when it, that's too much. Yeah, but, but when, when it's, it's something like that a documentary about the body farm, it's like, this is
1: fine. <laughs> so she was really into those shows. Um, like CSI, I think had been out for maybe a season or two, um, mm-hmm. NCIS had just started. So... you know, I started watching these shows with her, and I was just like, this is, like, the greatest shit ever, like, in my grade six yearbook, I wrote, like, when I'm older, I want to be a forensic pathologist, which is someone who does autopsies on dead human bodies, because I was like, that seems like the coolest job from seeing these, yeah, I know, it was ridiculous, so funny, I look back, and I'm just like, oh, Oh. I thought, I must have thought I just had, like, a stomach of steel, because I don't think I could handle that shit now, Um, (laughs) but yeah, I got, I got this, like, morbid fascination really quickly, and and my mom, she was just like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Like, I read Helter Skelter when I was in grade six. And, you know, that's when my true, know. Uh, okay, <laughs> That's when okay. my true crime fascination started. Another so. uh,
0: piece of the puzzle. just Totally right. So, there. yeah,
1: no, I definitely spent my teen years with the whole, like, you know, I was the one who'd be like, oh, here's some random serial killer facts and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so. you were
0: that first. Yeah, I was
1: the goth horse girl or whatever yeah, they're the calling them these days. That
0: was, uh, <laughs> that was me, too. I can't, I can't deny it. I was, yeah. uh on crime library when it was a slow Mm -hmm. evening just like going like wait this dude did what and yeah i have a lot of issue with true crime as entertainment
1: absolutely yeah now yeah from now that i'm older and kind of have more appreciation for like how what that does can do to like survivors and like and yeah yeah, I, i i it doesn't sit right with me focusing only on a person especially a victim's life in terms of how, you know, this crime happened to them. Let's yeah. only like, it's like, well, who were they before that? That matters. T- you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: it's, it, you, you don't really get that. And, yeah. Um, you don't
1: appreciate that you're like consuming their trauma for your entertainment.
0: It, I, I can appreciate that. It's not that a lot of people that like it, it's not because they yeah, like, absolutely. Like they're not like, doing I, it out of like a ghoulish, like, yes, I can't kill someone so I can just I sit vicariously
1: through Charlie yeah. Manson and in the family. But for
0: me, the, the split
1: mm-hmm. between,
0: um, it's getting harder to yeah just kind, to kind of
1: make put up that wall and separate yeah, yeah for sure and, anyway
0: so yeah. <laughs> you know another uh, segue on boring facts about our lives mm.
1: yeah well that actually we we were in um london england earlier this year and we went to we, and we found it we just found it but from looking on google maps randomly but they have a jack the river museum there in an old victorian uh, house yes. and that was one thing i really liked cuz kind of going in we were kind of like ooh like we we don't want to you know, glamorize and sort of deify this terrible killer. Like,
0: like one of the floors was entirely telling talking about the lives of the victors. Exactly. Like they did a really they great job. Just yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. their deaths. Yeah, they like were talking about the crimes, lives. but they talked about their lives. They talked about the social context at the time, the like, abject poverty, the disease going around, how a lot of them had to work as like sex workers to make ends meet for their families, but and the struggles with substance. It was really like Empathetic and it really yeah. humanized them. So, I, yeah, that's why I brought that up. Was where it... was
0: this? Was this one in Whitechapel or Shoreditch?
1: Oh, it might have been in Shoreditch.
0: Okay, yeah, because I remember we hit both that day.
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Again, that...
0: not like a ghoulish death tourism thing. It was more of a uh, where are there markets that we can go to? Yeah, that I'm was a, a, big a big flea market. market day. Like... Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, me it so, was where are all the good brew dogs?
1: Totally, yeah, that was important too. But yeah, I just I brought that up as an example of doing a really excellent job. I thought of like honoring the victims and yeah. humanizing them. Not you know they're that like they're people, not just statistics or you know part of the mythology of Jack the Ripper. It's like they were human beings who met really terrible ends. So, yeah. yeah speaking of moving up and you mentioned how eventually like the this the fear goes away like do, do you um hmm I guess I, so at what point did that do you think that went away for you like do for you remember me? yeah
0: um yeah I guess it would have been my teen years as well like uh going a bit later into it like I remember I was still getting scared by these movies mm-hmm. like older than I feel most people would have been but yeah, I was still like enough. loving them but mm-hmm. uh Yeah, so like I just remember living at the local video store, like their horror section, just as soon as I was able to rent them myself without getting too much guff (laughs) from yeah, mom and (laughs) they would they were good.
1: When they they realized
0: I liked this stuff, they would let me rent it to an extent, depending on what it was. But Mm -hmm. you know, by the time you're fourteen or fifteen, it's like they're not gonna Plus, it's a a video store. If someone doesn't let you rent it, just go back when someone else is working. Exactly. Um, But I started renting all these movies. Like, they had... Oh, God. They had all but the first two, Friday the 13th. So, you know, Jason not having a hockey mask. That was news to me. Right. Um, (laughs) But I remember my my friend Dylan and I, we would... uh, That was our ritual. We would... Mm. Because we didn't have a lot of money. We were barely employed.
1: Yeah, I started to um, odd jobs here and there. As kids yeah, yeah, and, you know,
0: high school jobs kind of thing. Yeah, oh yeah, for um, me it was all
1: babysitting, so. Oh yeah, I, yeah there you I, go. Very familiar. <laughs>
0: um, our thing that we would do is we would get a couple of uh, Little Caesars Hot and Ready pizzas. Oh yeah, cause cause that was like right next door to the Blockbuster, Yeah, right? the, it, video update, right next oh, to the video okay. update. It was uh, five bucks for a pizza each and then we would spend another five bucks between us to rent... No, it's five ninety nine for five movies for five days that weren't nice. new releases. So we would drop sixteen bucks total, and we'd have our food and more movies than we could watch. Nice, um, and we would just hang out in my basement and marathon them. And every single time, we'd rent uh, Friday the Thirteenth among them just to keep <laughs> that going. And uh, it's funny because I remember thinking they were really bad when I was a little kid. Like I kept <laughs> watching them, but I thought they were just bad movies. And now. You know how much I love the Friday the movies. Oh, absolutely. Um, but leading up to that, I remember that I would start renting these movies. And when uh, video stores, especially when they started shifting, like DVDs became a thing, and they slowly started selling off their inventory, right. I would go and I'd buy these VHS for like a buck a piece, And like that's how I saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. I think I would have been 14... I saw it middle of the day and I had to stop it. It was too much for me. I was home alone, but it was like 2 PM. Uh, that movie has, Oh, I don't that know. One, that
1: one is, it's, it's psychologically uncomfortable. So I, I
0: love so much respect for my Absolutely.
1: I, I love it now uh, personally, but I, I wonder how, cause I didn't see it until I was in my twenties. So I, I wonder how I would have responded to it. Right. If I had seen it at that age.
0: Yeah. That was a big one that got me that I absolutely loved. Um, and I started just really diving into it then. And it was, it really was like using it like a vaccine, like booster shots. Like <laughs> yeah. it would just keep it. And it didn't inoculate
1: it. you against Every like the Every next... once in a while I'd
0: see something else that would get me. And then that, after that, I would be the next the level of level was scared, ne- you yeah, You just you know? like
1: upgraded to the next level. Like
0: getting into a hot tub slowly. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it really was uh, the viewer store. That's mm-hmm. where, where I did that. I had, like, my, my best friend growing up, my best friends growing up. We, we all kind of loved that. And so there's just a lot of time watching these low-rent movies. Mm-hmm. And um, I say low-rent, I don't mean that insulting Like, I have a genuine affection for all of them. Oh, I
1: know, yeah, I know you do. I you have the collection to show and, it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it it really was a gradual process. Like, mm-hmm. I mentioned seeing Aliens when I was a little kid, and it yeah. scared the hell out of me. I rented it, watched it alone in my basement when I was about 12. Still scared me, but mm-hmm. I loved it even more. Of course. Um, <laughs> and there's these odd movies that, like, the first time I saw them, they were fine. And then I'd see them a second time, and I was somehow more scared the second time.
1: Interesting.
0: Um, and that's why i think context of how you watch these things matters so much cuz uh, whenever i'm trying to show a movie that could be remotely scary to to someone i i feel you know watch it with no distractions volume mm-hmm. up lights off at night
1: yeah and just Prime. really
0: focus on it because yeah. uh it'll it's Easy to not be scared by anything if you're in a room at a party with a bunch of your friends gabbing over the goofing movie, goofing off, and someone pulls up a I, meme on their phone. I, I love those nights too. Totally. Don't get me wrong. That was yeah. uh, that was a real treat when we watched pieces like that not too oh, long yeah, ago. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, but it's one of those things that you know I would watch these movies alone, trying like it was almost like I'm, I was. Daring myself. Yeah, you're like maximizing the scare up.
1: potential. <laughs> and
0: on that note, I think the other thing that really got me is movies became less scary because of survival horror video games. Oh, yeah. I would start yeah, playing those, and uh, I would talk. I had one friend who was really into gaming. We talked about these, and uh, he would get scared by movies very easily, like more so than I would. Mm. Um, but he was fine with survival horror video games and i asked why that was and he said because he can control you right. know he's involved he, he like there's a fatalism to watching a movie that it's yeah. like all i can do is stop it hit right. the stop button that's all i can do otherwise it is what it is where is there a control meanwhile for me i find like being in the game like embodying it it brings me closer to the horror like it's still me too yeah Yeah. i was gonna say um, it's a
1: really interesting kind of perspective on his part yeah yeah because i'm like because i am responsible and that's terrifying yeah whereas for
0: a movie it's just like oh jason put a sauna rock through that dude yeah it's like well
1: what happens happens like it's whatever
0: nature finds a way (laughs) (laughs) exactly Um, whereas in the game it's just like oh you're not putting that sauna rock through my stomach
1: yeah yeah totally and when they do it's like "Oh, oh, oh Yeah, <laughs> they're killing me. And
0: don't get me wrong, I loved these games just like I love the movies. Totally. but I think the fear started going to there. Like mm-hmm. I had a lot easier of a time throwing a movie on in my dark basement and watch it than I did at loading up like the first Silent Hill at one right. in the morning.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, there's something about I. I mean, I guess maybe if you get really invested in the in the characters and their are like, and you sort of take internalize that, then I could see the movies being more scary but yeah for me when I'm controlling the the yeah you know the character or whatever that for me is the more like I'm not like oh no my character's dying it's like oh no I'm dying yeah. like <laughs> that
0: investment happens yeah
1: and then just that 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 greater like adrenaline response i guess where i get like all jittery and i'm yeah. like oh my god like you know something scary like jump scare happens in a movie you do a little jump and you're like okay whatever something like that happens in the game and i need a couple minutes to recover and i'm it, looking around like hyper vigilant and that's
0: like, so funny too because i agree with you 100 where it's just like when you're playing the protagonist trying to survive mm-hmm. it really becomes visceral yeah like more so uh, close to you but then when i'm like playing the friday the 13th <laughs> game and i'm the one wasting teenagers as jason <laughs> whenever something gross happens i just go jay Jason!
1: <laughs> like, ah,
0: you. That wasn't me who did yeah, that. Yeah, fair enough. It was Jason as I'm feverishly poking someone's eyes out.
1: Kill them. Kill them from other... I just want to be Mother's good boy. What yes, can I say? Yes, I know. Um, well, I want to please Mother.
0: <laughs> so I think that's a pretty good um, covering of our experience with horror growing up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I hope a lot of the listeners perhaps can think about... How, like, you know, maybe tweet at us uh, mm. about how you grew up with horror um, yeah. or post on her Facebook, whatever. We'll have social media all over the Instagram. place.
1: Instagram Yeah.
0: Um, we'll, we'll be there. Yeah. We're still setting things up, so I can't mm-hmm. give specifics yet, but, I mean, if you've heard of this podcast, you probably found us somehow.
1: Yeah.
0: At this point. Um,
1: that's
0: true. <laughs> but, so that's growing up with horror and like getting into it but i guess uh another important question is relating to our podcast what's gay about it
1: <laughs> yeah if where, you could think of anything
0: where, where does well i'm asking you what
1: makes horror gay, uh, or, or what queer? makes
0: you queer and like how does horror figure into that like in media in mm. general um because you'd mentioned underworld earlier like yes. Like, let's talk about that for a bit. Right. Let's relate um, this back to the whole point of this fucking podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an interesting, because you do get a lot of, um, you know, horror has been accused of being, you know, misogynistic and titillating for all of the gratuitous nudity you see and yeah. all these things, which is typically female nudity. So it's always
0: great when you're watching like a slash movie. You're just like, and some dude hangs dong. Totally, and yeah. You're it's not like, expecting. It's, it's refreshing it, like, in a funny way. Oh god! Like in the movie Ghost Story, or at the very beginning, these people are hooking up in bed, and the ghost knocks this dude out the window. But he jumps up, and it's Dong City, <laughs> and then he gets knocked out the window, and we get a shot of him flipping out the window, and it's just. It's <laughs> oh like, my god! <laughs> flapping in the wind, dude, you the know, meat spin thing, and it's one there. of those things where it's just like. It was a serious moment, but it caught me so off guard. I started yeah. laughing, not because it's like,
1: <laughs> not because a guy is dying, but just because yeah. it's like, it's th- like dick. you don't like,
0: expect that. That's not really... a thing you ever see. Yeah, like. and
1: and that's why, and that that then that just and that I guess, I'm i like, is that a problem? in so I far, think it
0: is in yeah. that like male nudity is always like
1: it's such just taboo it's a joke they, when yeah, it shows it, up. Right. It's not even in a serious context, then you're like, like,
0: it's still not sexualized in the same way women are.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: I think there is a power differential to definitely.
1: Yeah. Because I, yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like a lot of what, you know, if you are a sort of like, you know, not, not sure where you're at with your sexuality or whatever, or, or have some inkling that you're maybe, you know, not straight, especially as, as like a girl growing up, like you see a lot of this stuff and it, it's, typically, not always, but typically kind of has that, like, male gaze ness yeah. to it, like, G-A-Z-E gaze. Yes. <laughs> not G-A-Y-S. I would be really interested in trying to, like, look back and see what, what kind of messages that has you internalize about women and sexuality and, like, what it is to be a woman in, like, these contexts and stuff, because on the one hand, there's some access to some representation of sexuality, which, you know, I went to Catholic school, so you saw none of that shit, but the way it's being presented is through a very particular lens and with a very particular sort of like audience in mind. So when you're not that target audience, it's like, what, you know, what, what, what's kind of the outcome of that? And how does that, like, it's still, obviously there's still appeal because I still, you know, went back to that stuff all the time, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. And just kind of like what kind of messages it makes.
0: Where you're seeing something that in some level, you have desire for,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you are not the one who's almost supposed to have that desire. Yeah, is supposed and, to just be like a. And normal a lot of thing. times, the
1: context like that—that that, you know, the nude the gratuitous nudity, the se- like it's being punished. Like, right. they're being killed. Right. On the one hand, it's like I'm into watching this kind of thing, but this will get you punished. And I think that's like, a message
0: that totally just fucks everyone up, though, totally. because it's just like, like I'm misogynistically heterosexual. Yeah, where you get to, not
1: only do I want to you know, gaze at her naked body, but I get to see her be annihilated after. Like, yeah. she's doing what I want her to do, and then I get to see her be punished for doing what I want her to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's... Oof. Yeah, yeah, where it, exactly. That's just oof-city, Yeah, dude. exactly. So, you know, there's definitely some... Like, when you actually stop and think about it, it's like, that's, that's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, that um way to read... For, I think I've read it in a few classes, but there's this really great piece yeah, I think you can find online. It was part of... um I can't remember if it was on BBC or something, but the guy's name was John Berger. I think he passed away in the last couple of years. And he was talking about how... Like, like yeah, the male gaze and everything mm-hmm. in, in classical art and what we think of as, like, classy nudes. Like, I, I know growing up, nudity was bad, but nudes were fine yes. because they're high art. When, when really the point he made was that, you know, and a lot of the times... You know, just nudity itself does not, it's not necessarily, you can't necessarily implicate yourself as the viewer, the intended viewer, whereas the, whereas the, these, the nudes, you're the, you're the hero of the, like, of the story taking place. You're the one who gets to look. Right. It's set up for you. So anyway, yeah, it was a really interesting, like, kind of reversing that. But anyway, he, one of the things he was talking about was, you know, we will, you'll paint a naked woman to gaze at her, but then you'll paint a mirror in her hand and, and call the portrait vanity. Right and just yeah, where it's like I'm doing this so I can look at her body, but
0: but she can't even look at her own.
1: Yeah, and and this idea, but but because she's doing this, even though I want her to do it, I'm happy she's doing it. She's a you know a a loose woman who fallen, you know what, like yeah, like it just the morality of it, and yeah. that power differential where it's like yeah, she could be naked, but she's gonna be punished for it, right? Even though she's giving me pleasure by doing so, so. It's right. yeah, it's, it's it's a weird, uncomfortable relationship with that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, no so. kidding. That's why seeing these, you know, as more women are getting into these bigger budget horror movies and bigger releases and stuff like Raw and the Babadook, oh, and yes. seeing that the flip on you know how does the quote unquote female gaze? Not that there is you know one singular. I don't. That's why I don't like that that term necessarily because there there isn't even one male gaze. It's just the male gaze is Used specifically to describe a particular gaze, a big old trademark, yes, exactly. Right? So, anyway, um, but yeah, seeing how they handle things like sexuality and stuff from a more like embodied perspective, and it's, it's been really interesting seeing what they come up with, right? Yeah,
0: and so in navigating this, how did you feel it affected, um, coming to terms with uh, bisexuality or like, right? Um, like, did media even pay uh, a big role in that? Play a big role yeah, in that? Yeah,
1: I don't know, because they're, they're really, up until very recently, and even now, I can only think of, like, yeah, I can probably think of all the examples count on one hand of explicit, like, representation of bisexuality, especially, and I was gonna say, especially in women, because, like, men, you just, you almost don't see it at all, because there's this, you know, idea that, like, if a, if a man says he's bisexual, he's actually just gay, And if a woman says she's bisexual, it's because she just wants to, like, make She wants attention. (laughs) She wants attention, and she she wants male attention specifically. Mm. She's going to make out with her best friend to try and, like, get a guy to hook up with. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. it's gross erasure and everything, but um, I don't know. Like, I guess in the last couple of years where there was that meme going around about how the Babadook is a gay icon and all this stuff, um, I saw some, uh, like, gay journalists and people, sort of, like, media personalities, and they were kind of going on about how... There's there's a reason that a lot of us, like, within that community, kind of... Even though it's done sort of jokingly, but there's a reason... There's there maybe a reason we identify with these monsters, because so much of the media we consumed, especially growing up, you'll have, like, the explicit villains are very queer-coded. Right. And, like...
0: Like, non-normative, at the very least. Yeah, but
1: sometimes... Like, you'll have, um... Like, yeah, there's an implication there that, it, where it's like, you know, you, you'll see a dude villain and be like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was gay, or like, you know what, it, like, there's little aspects that are put in that kind of like...
0: An Oscar Wilding dude pulls off his, his yeah. cravat, and is just like, I'm gonna straight oh, you. See, do you see, you see a woman, a female
1: character, and like, oh, she is, like, a predatory lesbian, like, 100%, like... I'm
0: sorry, I, I think you misspoke, I think you meant to say, like, oh, she is, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then, so, that that's funny, is then you see the kid, the, you know, those kids who have it or like, oh, I like these characters grow up, and then they're like, oh, okay, that's why. Um, but anyways, yeah, just this idea that, like, having, like, you know, until very recently, and even in some places, in a lot of places now, it's still not the k- very accepted to be, you know, gay or, or mm-hmm. bi or trans, lesbian, anything like that, interest or, um... On binary, etc. Right, and this this metaphor of like the closet and everything, and you know how how many horror movies do you watch where the kids are afraid the monsters in the closet? They're in the closet. And, yeah, this this sort of like concealed monstrosity and stuff, and and being told that some part of you is monstrous, right? Then you know that's not a good message. But then when you see monsters and you see them being embraced, it's like, hey, yeah, I can be a monster, sure. Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. gonna do about it? Like. That's that's why yeah I loved you know the Babadook Duke is gay and the Mothman is gay and they're together yeah. and like all the like people were just going it's to town canon. with it. <laughs> yeah totally. People were going to town with it and just embracing it because it's like yeah fuck yeah these monsters are gay. If I'm if I'm you know if I'm a monster for being, you know, LGBT then by definition monsters must be gay. Then like I'm,
0: I'm going to lean right into that. Exactly.
1: Like just just having fun with it. Yeah. So yeah, as far as that sort of like, you know, being kind of internalizing this idea that there's something wrong with you. I guess when you, when you see sort of like parallel kind of storylines that could be metaphorically linked to your experience with, right. with horror, then it might not be a positive representation, but it's something. It's
0: a representation. Yeah. And, and
1: you can make it po- positive clearly as yeah. has been shown, or at Absolutely. least like funny, right? Like yeah. something that you can engage with in a, in a fun way.
0: Right. So can you think of a concrete example of mm. maybe where a, a root would be in terms of like thinking back, like, oh, this disrupted my notion of myself as a heterosexual. Oh. For example, we had talked about Underworld.
1: Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to remember the first time like, where I was at when I saw House on Haunted Hill. Like, the 99?
0: Oh, the, that one was fairly recent for you, wasn't it? It
1: was. I, yeah, I saw that in my 20s. Early, early 20s, though. Because yeah. I remember I was sort of like... Because, you know, growing up, I... I remember at a point kind of thinking to myself, like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm straight, but I would like to think that if I fell in love with, you know, somebody, it wouldn't matter kind right. of thing. Like they would be the person first. Um, and then yeah, later on kind of being like, Oh, like, I guess I'm not straight, but I don't know what to call myself Fair enough. kind of thing. And so, and just being like, well, you know, is, is this, one woman I like, is this, like, an exception thing? Like, is she just the, just the, just happens to be the...
0: I believe early on at one point you used the phrase heteroflexible.
1: Yep, (laughs) yep. I even jokingly described myself as that as a teen, because there was all, you know, like, that was when that sort of, like, popularization of, like, having girl crushes. Right. And that was totally normal. It's like, oh, yeah, you can have a girl crush and still be straight. So I had, like, 40 girl crushes, and that was totally fine. You had one
0: guy (laughs) crush and, like, a million girl crushes.
1: I had several guy crushes. I had a laundry list of girl crushes, and it was just like, this is normal, and <laughs> um, but yeah no see that was that so seeing House on Haunted Hill that was also my first encounter with the other real Famka Janssen and I remember like she showed up on screen and I was just like who is she <laughs> and, like looking her up after me like what other movies can I see her in and so I don't remember if at that point I was like yeah, buy is a good way to like describe myself, but that yeah, that I, I remember explicitly being like, "Oh my god, this oh. this woman is a goddess." <laughs> like... I,
0: I, I remember distinctly like Hemlock Grove coming up, where it's just like funkas in it. Yeah, and I was like, oh,
1: "We have to watch it." Yeah, because yeah. I'd heard people talking about it, and someone like was like, "Oh, it's really good." Or you got
0: like the the rest of it on your phone, so you can watch it for our flight. That's
1: right. Yeah, I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm, you know, two thirds of the way into this show, and it's turned into a total shit show. I might as well watch the rest." Real question
0: <laughs> is, watch it or watch her?
1: Totally, yeah. And then there, there you go. Now I'm now I'm casting my gaze on her. So dun, dun, right, you, dun, you got dun. this whole this whole thing happening. So, yeah that 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 was a big one that like came later. um... Jeez, what what else? Like, it's it's not a horror show, but I remember as a kid like watching Kim Possible and having a huge fascination with Shigo.
0: One of those. I just think she's. Neat I just Kim think she's situations. neat. Yeah, I'm
1: just like because it's it's you know I like with Kim being goody goody and save you know all saving the day, helping everybody, being a babysitter. I was like, I'm more of a Kim, but like I aspire to be a Shigo. So and then yeah, just be, like like she's so cool. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so happy when uh, episodes come on and she's on them. I feel like that
0: is the cry for help for the, uh, unaware queer growing up. Totally. She's so cool. She's so
1: cool. (sighs) like, I just, I, I wish I could, like, see more with her and, like, learn more about her and,
0: like... (laughs) And, like, is she an inner spoon or an outer spoon?
1: Mm -hmm. Or, oh, yeah, I guess another one definitely, like, in high school was, you know, I mentioned my, my, uh crime fiction of course love of all these like CSI shows and love you know criminal Minds. And yeah when um when Emily Prentice joined the show and seeing like I I like Rage quit the show when she left. Tempor- and you know temporarily but Yeah spoilers. Oh well she she comes like I'm sorry, like it's been going on for like what, like, thirteen I know. years I know. now? Like I'm the one who's
0: hella behind. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you've seen you know. I know. And I said temporarily, so it doesn't mean she, you know she didn't doesn't mean she died or anything. Okay. But anyway, um and yeah, like, as a, as a, you know, 16, 17 and you know, watching this show and, and yeah, just being like, I just really like her character and her voice and her face and, <laughs> but it's okay. It's just a girl crush.
0: And the idea of peddling in a swan boat together.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. And it's just, yeah, she's, she's just, she's just really cool. And like, I'd like to get her know her a little better. Like... Right. <laughs> So yeah, that, that was, I guess, sort of horror adjacent one that mm-hmm. once more kind of looking back. Cause I, I think, um, is that Anthony Oliveira guy that we, we follow who does
0: right. some yeah, work yeah, and yeah. he, and he spoke, yeah,
1: yeah. On Twitter. And, um, he's spoken a lot about how, cause he, he's a bit, he's older than, I think he's in his thirties. Mm-hmm. So I say he might be closer to your age. Um,
0: well, if he's older than us, then definitely. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway. Cause yeah, you, I know there's a six year gap between us. So he's definitely older than me. (laughs) But anyways, he talks a lot about um, when when talking about certain uh, media representations of like being gay, being queer, whatever, and how for a lot of adults sort of like, you know, in their 30s now, but also older, that you don't really get that um, representation that you see now of like teens realizing that about themselves and then coming, you know, kind of coming out and dealing with that in the high school environment. He described it as more so you're looking back at your life and sort of doing like an archaeological excavation. Right. And is how he just dist- and I really like that language because yeah, it's like you're going back through all these clues and you're kind of like dusting them off and realizing, right. like, "Oh, yeah, if I look there." Like now- how did
0: I not know? Yeah,
1: like, exactly. And that's and that's like me, you know, when I think of Criminal lines, where it's just like, "I was so obviously like in love with her, but yeah. I, at the time, it, that was just like unthinkable because it's like, well, no, I'm I'm not like that. I don't do that." <laughs> right? Like I'm straight. Yeah, I'm straight.
0: <laughs> I'm straight. So like this
1: is just this is just a girl crush. So yeah. Oh lordy. <laughs> and every once in a while, I'll revisit something and be like, right? Sh-, you know this character, like she's in like whoever. You'll and, just
0: hear a voice or something. Yeah, be and just like have from flashbacks
1: her. and be like, I thought she was pretty neat too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit. How about you? How about me? I'm talking
1: enough about about uh my roots in Soviet, yeah. I can
0: think of one very I particular, think I know it, concrete example.
1: But... Yes, please, example.
0: Sure. But when I was a kid, growing up in Australia, and my parents were still trying to sort of guard me from seeing anything too scary or whatever, my dad got the bright idea in his head to return to the living dead, which <laughs> I should strip the sarcasm. It literally was a bright idea. I love that movie. It's Fair fantastic. Enough. Yeah, um, it might not have been
1: like fulfilling the goal he was going for, but it it fulfilled a different one, so, like, it's all good.
0: I don't even know if he's seen it since then, and he still quotes it. Oh, really? Like, I know he loves that movie, too. That's hilarious. Um, but it's one of those things where I didn't really know, like, I would say, I don't want to step on any toes here, but almost there was a sense of asexuality with, like, I didn't feel connected to any kind of sexuality. Right. Like, I don't want to say I was asexual, because I wasn't, and I don't identify that way. Yeah. But there was this, um...
1: You kind of weren't sure. It was,
0: it was arm length. It was just this thing that was out there. And it's like, oh yes, I too am a part of this. But like,
1: do I want to be, am I ready to be like, yeah, I can, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Honestly, I think a lot, that's something that a lot of like, you know, sort of like adolescents can relate to at some point. For sure. Being kind of thrust into this sudden, like.
0: This is who you sexualized
1: are environment and it's like no boys are still icky and like yeah. ew <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> but yeah so but i think a large part of that is because everything i had seen so far had been the most normative stuff you could mm-hmm. everything was heterosexual men were men women were women of course um and so it became really difficult to kind of parse where i was in that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um like where you fit in yeah yeah and uh, the character of Trash, anyone who's seen it knows where I'm going with this. That sequence of a very androgynous, punked out, angry woman with this sort of deepish voice, uh, just like becoming the center of attention in this weird graveyard strip show. Like, it broke my brain. <laughs> in the it best was one way of possible. those things where it was just like <laughs> that's a thing.
1: Yeah, like that's you that's an be, option. You
0: can be this way. Yeah. Yes
1: yeah and that's okay, it's I could see always that.
0: stuck with me in that sort of like it opened my my eyes up and opened my mind to anything outside of like
1: yeah the two the, like the rigid bom- yeah, yeah like yeah like you said like the men are men women are women it's like yeah. and then trash was trash so trash like, we're trash doing our own thing
0: yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah that's a that's a great yeah, yeah I, I could see if if i think if i saw something like that around when i was dealing with that sort of same kind of like thought process yeah. I, that would have totally broken my brain yeah, it I'd was, like to think uh, in a good way.
0: <laughs> it was interesting too. Plus, I think it was the first time I'd seen, like, full on nudity right. in a movie. Even though, given they used like prosthetic pieces and stuff, but still, it wasn't like, full on. But I was but a little it, kid. It, it's what meant did to I look know? like
1: it, right? So, like, yeah. it might as well be.
0: So that was a. Uh, that was an interesting moment for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I still love that movie for. Yeah. That That's not why I still love that movie. It's one of the reasons. But there is one of those, like, there's that moment of realization whenever it comes up where I just kind of remember that beat in my life mm-hmm. of just being like. It was just like a, a switch being flicked on in my brain, you know? Yeah, and
1: suddenly there's, the possibilities are endless. Like, that's really yeah. cool.
0: And, uh, yeah, like, uh, I can it's one of those things, like you said, using, uh, archaeology as a reference point. Mm-hmm. I can look digging back where it's like, yeah, I, I think androgyny is great now. Like I, that's really cool. I really enjoy that kind of aesthetic mm-hmm. and, uh, that screwing around with the the typical. Yeah. And that was, uh, an early indicator of that for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because I remember when, um, we took a course together uh, senior level sort of like seminar type course on queer theory and stuff. Yeah and I remember one of the first things somebody saying where they're kind of differentiating between like the, sort of that like political meaning of queer right versus an identity and saying how like you know gay is who you fuck, queer is what you fuck up in terms or what you fuck that. with like not fuck up in terms of like messing up like
0: but like you but intentional like inten- i'm gonna yeah, fuck what it, this shit up exactly
1: like, like fucking the system up you know like you like said fucking up the norms of like mm-hmm. you know men are men and women are women it's like well i'm gonna be whatever i'm gonna be and i'm gonna do it in your face and what are you gonna do about it like right you know what i mean so yeah that in, in that sense so it's speaking it of your- makes it's yeah it makes sense that you like connect that to sort yeah. of like a queer identity to me, at least, it makes sense. For sure. But yeah. but
0: you mentioned, like, In Your Face, and I think that was another thing there, is that sequence and, yes. like, the characters. Like, that was also my introduction to punk.
1: Right. Oh, which you, you Christ.
0: Introduction energy. to punk. Yes. And, um, <laughs> I, uh, that was the first punk album I owned, mm-hmm. um, alongside uh, Repo Man. I think I got them at the same time. Okay. Uh, it was my first notion of that, and you know me now. I love that stuff. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I spent many years of my early adulthood in mosh pits,
1: uh, and, (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah,
0: definitely miss it too. Um, but it was, uh, that sort of, in a broader sense, being able to fuck things up. Mm -hmm. Like I realized that, you know, we're talking a commercial movie and like that image is like a slick image that sold to you now and all that. But I mean, it's based in this whole, Idea of of like a an ambiguous sense of anarchy, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I mean, if,
1: and if it, and even though it's a, like so that sort of polished kind of representation of it, still, if it acts as a gateway to yeah. the actual sort but of like living culture. That movie's not so egregious
0: for then... being the polished version either. Yeah, like, I was going to say it's still so pretty gritty. Fun. like, yeah, I, I, from I, what I, I remember I love of that it. For it's been sure. a few years
1: since I've seen it. Yeah.
0: Um. So I think that was. The main one that mm-hmm. I can think of. No, that makes sense. Um, I like it. Not that that was the turning point where I was like, "Oh, I'm gay now." Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that took. Oh. Oh, is it's never that simple? It took about thirteen. Like more we, years as much as we joke about, like seeing something
1: out. and being like, "Okay, yeah, that yeah. turned me gay." Like it's it's like, no, it's never. That's, that's that simple. definitely
0: a looking backwards <laughs> thing. Yeah. There, that's a moment where, like, that was probably my earliest recognition that I can Kinda, recall. Like,
1: telltale, yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. No, it's never, it's never, it's so much deliberation and panic and like, oh my God. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing, which I'm sure anyone could tell you.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, if anyone out there, uh, feels that maybe there was a particular media thing, bonus points, if it's horror related, that was one of those aha moments for you. Maybe tweet at us. Yeah, hit
1: us up. We'd love to hear, I'm I'm always curious to hear that kind of stuff. And I, I love, you know, learn, learning that from people.
0: Um, yeah. So hit us up. Or again, mm-hmm. you can comment on the Facebook page. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, we got we we will we are on the social media. Yeah,
0: we are <laughs> we are right in it. We got our thumbs firmly. We're here. The and ass we're of queer. Social media. Yeah, <laughs> we're here. We're queer. We can't stop staring at our fucking phones.
1: <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah.
0: So I feel like this may be a good place to start wrapping up.
1: Yeah, I think um, that's a good idea. Are we uh... So we talked a
0: lot of, uh, <laughs> why we love horror, how, what led us to that. I guess we haven't talked so much about why we love horror now, but we'll save that for another episode. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I guess starting out, cause at the time, to- like I, I'd say for like when the appeal started, like we, we couldn't really say why we liked yeah, it. We just sure. knew we were really into it. I could talk you know? at length
0: at what I love about it now. Totally. But, yeah. And like you said,
1: another episode, but as far as the like starting point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. this whole
0: podcast is... What we love about horror.
1: This is true. Like we don't probably start loving new things the more we yeah we we don't need to
0: explicitly list it. You will find out when you listen to this podcast. I'm
1: sure we'll find out lots too about ourselves. (laughs)
0: Um, But one thing we want to do to end the podcast on, and we think we're going to do this every week, is movie recommendations. I'm going to recommend a movie to Arya, and she's going to recommend a movie to me, and we will watch them and report back. next episode, and so if anyone at home has access to these movies or wants to play along, uh, give it a watch. Because these aren't just movies that we want to talk about so much as these are movies that we just think people should see. Mm -hmm. Um, of course we will talk about them a bit. Yes. Uh, but...
1: But not, not before, like, not when we recommend them just in case people haven't seen them yet or anything. Yeah. Can, we'll wait till next week. Yeah, time.
0: like, even if you have watched it, you might know, like, the back of your hand, that's great, but if you want to rewatch watch it,
1: yep, that's I know I'm going to rewatch
0: watch uh, my recommendation because I always do this time of year, but the mo- but I feel, okay, getting us ahead of myself, <laughs> um, I also think that these movies should maybe relate to what we talked about yes. leading up to, to some, it.
1: Even, because I, I imagine some of the stuff we'll talk about will be very... Niche, but if we can connect it somehow, even if yeah. it's like some seven degrees of connection shit, yeah. like we'll find a way.
0: We life were finds art... a way. <laughs> we are <were laughs> arts majors. We are very good at making tenuous connections. Yes, we
1: we're bullshit queens.
0: <laughs> uh, um, but my pick would be Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, mm-hmm. and I'm picking that as a movie that truly cemented my love in horror. In that, that's the one that made me realize I wanted to make horror. Mm. Um, I'll get into more about it next week.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, But for now, I'll just say that this DIY amazing piece of uh, work, just it shows everything that's fun about the genre and, and the innovation behind it. Like there's a reason it's a cult classic and I don't have to sit here and define that yeah. for anyone who... Would hit subscribe on a podcast yeah, no, with like, horror in the title. If you know,
1: you know. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly.
0: But yeah, so my recommendation to you is The Evil Dead. And I would being love that... to rewatch it. Oh, perfect.
1: It's been a it's been a year or two. It's so been a minute. I'm down. Yes, it's been a minute.
0: <laughs> and given that we are coming up to Halloween, this is one of my ultimate Halloween movies. Perfect. So uh, let's. Uh, I guess by the time you hear this, it will be Halloween. This is true. Um, my one of my biggest regrets was not being able to go see this when it was playing at the theater on Halloween night at eleven fifty nine. Ooh. That's what happens when you don't watch your designated driver.
1: Oh. I'm so uh, sick, that would that would have been a, a fun time.
0: Oh, I, I I made up for it. I went and saw Cannibal Holocaust on cut and <laughs> ate a bunch of cheesecake right oh, before. No. So that was a that was another experience. Yeah,
1: like great life choices.
0: Yeah, all I can say about that is, I... Uh...
1: yikes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. So what about you? What's yes, your recommendation?
1: recommendation? Yeah. Um So, like I said most of my sort of like formative love of horror stuff was more TV based so I'm gonna go with um the the exorcism of Emily Rose and I'm picking that specifically because I you know talking about loving horror for a long time and sort of becoming desensitized to the fear aspect um that movie came out in I saw it in theaters I think I was like I want to say 13 maybe 13 or 14 and at that point um like that one that one scared me And specifically because of the time it came out, like I, you know, I was going to Catholic school, I was going through that sort of like, fuck organized religion phase and like, you know, looking into what are the other options out there? Do I even believe in anything? And that sort of like crisis of faith that I'd... Not that I would have ever been very religious, but I had actively started, like, questioning what was around me and stuff. Right. And so to have this movie that, like, I'd never heard of Exorcism until, like, the movie was coming out and sort of, like, seeing some promo about it. I'd heard of the movie The Exorcist, but I hadn't of seen course. it. Of course. And so actually going into this idea that, like, you know, the devil is real and that if you're in a moment of vulnerability, especially in your faith like that, that they can just, like, you know, a shadow comes into your room at night at 3am and just, like, takes over your body, like... That was horrifying. <laughs> and like, I remember I, and I was, I was so thrilled because I was like, you know, I was so scared, but I hadn't felt that way about a movie in so long right. that it w- there was still that a certain amount of pleasure in it because it's like, oh my, like this can still happen to me. This is yeah. so cool. But oh my God, I, I'm like praying the hail Mary at high speed in my head as I'm trying to fall asleep because I don't yeah. want the devil to come, you know what I mean? Like to come and take my soul or whatever. So yeah. For and yeah. Sure.
0: For sure, yeah. Yeah, and
1: even now, like, I, I still love that movie. Like, it's, I think, as there's a whole lot of really shitty exorcism movies out there, yeah. it's one of the better ones, partly because it's, like, two things I love so much: it's exorcism movies and, like, procedural courtroom dramas. I love Law and Order, so right. it's, like, the marrying of two things. It's, like, all, you know, girls love exorcisms and Law and Order, so.
0: Okay, well, I have a Jallo to show you at some point that is a jollo by way of courtroom drama. Oh, so. I'm,
1: I'm into it already. Yeah.
0: But, uh,. <laughs> Yeah, I am uh, also looking forward to seeing that again because mm-hmm. it has. Uh, I'm not. I still don't remember tons of it because I'm not super familiar with it. I have seen it, but it's. Yeah, been, I know
1: I made you watch it like yeah. a few years ago, but it's, it's, it's been a years. And I think I had years. seen
0: it when it was new. I can't mm. remember if I saw it in theaters or if it was a rental, but I did see it when it first came out, and. Um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to rewatch that one. Cool, me too. Cool, well, uh. I guess that's it for the inaugural episode yes,
1: of Queer Fun. Horror
0: Cult. We hope you enjoyed uh this and we hope you'll join the cult and continue yes. listening to our bullshit that we yeah. spew <laughs> into these microphones.
1: Yes, we uh, just can't shut up.
0: Do you have any parting words that you want to say?
1: Um, happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween.
1: Or as, as we like to call it, gay Christmas. Halloween. Halloween, yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: fucking know. Yeah, All we, right, we well, love Halloween. Yeah. Oof.
1: It, it's funny, because, you know, we're going around the stores, and I'm like, this is so, like, all the shit is so tacky, but I fucking love it. Like, right. I love being surrounded by all of this garbage. Like, it's amazing.
0: The worst part about Halloween to me is that it means October's over.
1: Yes, and then like, it snows, and then Christmas shit is everywhere. My
0: birthday is the end of August, and I pretty much get into the spirit around my birthday.
1: Yeah, well, especially this year. It was, like, a week later, it snowed, right? Oh, so <laughs> It didn't last long, thank God, but yeah that was uh yeah we had
0: that, we've had a pretty long fall for Edmonton, yeah, for, for just, here, so it's just
1: the periodic week or so of snow that was yeah. it came it came so quickly that I didn't have time to get depressed about it. It what? just was
0: good, yeah, which was That's nice. Helpful. it just kind of
1: showed up, and I was like well, I guess i'm I'm uh living with this, <laughs> but yes. anyway, yes, happy Halloween how about, no. do you have any uh, anything uh to say?
0: I'm just want to thank anyone who decided to tune in for this, yes, thank and you so much. We're still finding our footing and. We'll, I'm hoping that we can uh, keep at it, do something fun mm-hmm. with this. Yeah. Um, you'll probably also notice that this isn't our only episode we're dropping today. We also have a special Halloween one, because, yes. you know, being our Christmas, we decided <laughs> to do a bonus episode right off the bat about the new Halloween. The
1: movie? Oh, yes. The
0: movie, yes. I will, uh, oh god, the kids have a new Halloween now? Does like involve <laughs> flossing and Fortnite and oh, stuff? Oh, probably. Um, no, uh... <laughs> That was originally just going to be our first episode, but we're going to get into it. So I'm going to mm-hmm. warn you, it's going to be very spoiler heavy. And I was a little hesitant about doing something that was so spoiler heavy on a new movie for our very for our first brand new episode podcast. because we don't want people turning <laughs> off on that ground where it's like I want to listen to this, but I haven't seen the fucking movie yet. Exactly. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, go see it. It is it's so fucking good, fantastic. And we will talk about why. Uh, Every
1: reason why in great depth.
0: Yes. That'll be happening, I suppose, right away for yeah. us, and uh, this'll be, well, this is like a time fuck, because you'll already have this waiting. We haven't yep. even recorded it. And yeah, it we gotta go do that. be there. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this has been fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. See you later.
0: Oh, we need to sign off.
1: We do. We really gotta think about that.
0: I'll just go with the old standby, take it easy and keep it sleazy. I love it. Thanks. <laughs>